All right, we are back, Connor. We have our first guest. I know these guys personally, except for one of them that I just met 10 seconds ago. But I know most of them pretty personally. Grennan is coming on. How are you guys doing today? Ah, uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing pretty fine, uh, except for it just started raining. I was going to go for a walk before this, and then it got canceled because of rain. So mm -hmm. I was pretty it's upset. It's really nice like in New Hampshire up here. So Yo, it, was it was like, like 70 60. degrees today. Yeah. I was just about to say, I heard it was like 70 degrees on the East Coast. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't it snow uh, the other day, though, too? Today. Yeah, it snowed like a week ago, right? <laughs> yeah, it snowed like last week, like three days ago. But that True New England fashion. True yeah. New England fashion. They don't know what uh, they want to do until Christmas time. Or, well, February. February, you'll start getting it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start off with a bang here. So you guys have a new single dropping soon on November 13th called Sick. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so Sick is the second single off of our mental health EP. It's following Imaginary Friends. Um, and we're super excited about it. It's coming out November 13th. It's about anxiety. It kind of furthers the story along. If you've watched the music video for imaginary friends this is sort of part two of the story um so yeah if you haven't seen the music video or listened to imaginary friends yet you should do that so that you're like hey i'm following along. <laughs> you gotta get caught up mm. it's pretty and sick the uh, imaginary friends video i heard was shot in your new casa like you yeah. right on location you just moved straight in you're like this is such a great spot let's move right in yeah, so we actually moved into the apartment that's upstairs, not the actual house itself. So we're below where the video, or no, we're above where the video happened. Above history. Mm -hmm. You're above <laughs> history. So you said the EP is going to be called Mental Health? The EPS. And so what do you guys think of the release of that? Like, what? when do you think that's going to happen? Honestly, no idea. originally supposed to be out um this like may june ish but then covid existed and we couldn't tour and now we're just kind of here in an apartment above where we shot a music video um so we're winging it and seeing what happens and we're just really excited to be releasing music in general um we might make the ep into an album who knows okay that, so what um you have more songs you're cooking up then if you're gonna think into that yeah. i'd hope you have some in the chamber before yeah. you start thinking of that mm -hmm. um rj we've never met now i've worked with this band for a while i've been telling connor about that we've never met so you're in brooklyn correct yes correct yep so right how in, do you uh, guys do you guys practice through zoom then because that's a little bit of a distance away it's a, it's a bit of a distance and when things were a little bit lighter uh towards like that mid like end of summer like cool down where things looked like they were getting better it was a lot of uh, like super safe like car rides mm -hmm. um just really really well organized um like no stop uh car rides to get practices in and then when my internet gets upgraded we're hopefully going to try out some of the this this new age uh these zoom practices this is your test run right now you're on mm -hmm. zoom right now Exactly. And you it's know it's a practice. Working. Start playing. Yeah, you brought your instruments, right? <laughs> brought your instruments, oh, right? It's the um, practice. I love my guitar. <laughs> there you okay, go. He's got a little you. We're good. We're good. Perfect. This is, this is the, uh, the mini bass. Yeah. The mini bass. <laughs> so how many instruments can you play other than the bass? 
Um, so just off of what I have on hand, uh, bass, uh, guitar, uh, fingerstyle acoustic, um, ukulele. I've been getting really into synthesizers lately too okay. and uh, launch pads. So I'm trying to like master uh, rhythm and tempo because as far as like drums went, I was always like a little bit slow. I could never master limb and dependency. So Casey, this is now your third name change of the band. One, two, three. Um, what made you decide to go back to a full band name instead of your own name? Um, well, it caused a lot of brand confusion. Like we had, um, so we were originally called Last Reach and we had a few different members and everything while we were still figuring out like, cause we were 14. So we weren't really like a serious band. We were doing it more for fun. And then it started to get really serious. Plug for the offstage Last Reach documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone check it out. For it. That's very timely. <laughs> that's that's us. That's me with not pink hair when that's I was me with 14. Black hair. Is that a thing? Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I've got homework after this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were called Last Reach, and then we decided to get serious. And I was a solo artist before um I decided to experiment with starting a band and I already had like a brand and a name for myself and that was Casey Grennan so we did Casey Grennan band but that kind of seemed a little boring and that caused a lot of confusion with people who were like are you a band or are you like backing Casey and we we're like no nah, we're a band so we were like you know what we're just gonna go with Grennan because that's a dope name <laughs> so though when you switched to Casey Grennan was that through and you guys worked with the hub do you still work with the hub in Nashville? Um, we it's so hard to say because we don't really go to nashville right now yeah, well that's very true yeah <laughs> i don't think you should be uh, traveling to nashville but it's mm -hmm. it's funny because i've known four or five bands now that all work through the hub and they all told them to change just to the lead singer's name every single one of them had to change the lead singer that's what i was wondering is that where you got the, the, yeah, the honestly do that? i don't remember when the whole timeline of that happened i remember it was definitely sometime last year around like spring mm -hmm. and i think that was before i worked with them or after i don't i don't remember it was at some point <laughs> at some point yeah, it, it happened point. and then you worked with them also at some point mm -hmm. and they might have been together for anybody wondering everything happened and it might have been at the same time everything happened all at once it was like big bang theory and then now we're a band and then now, and now you're a band but you weren't before it's okay um <laughs> so you guys played a live show recently uh yeah we were actually able to do a well it was live but we were able to do like a concert kind of thing which is pretty sick were you able to have people there or not really yeah so it was at the bank of new hampshire stage in concord mm -hmm. um and we were able to sell tickets to have people there um, it was kind of weird for us because there wasn't like a whole mosh pit for us to like play around with and like there weren't people for us to like touch or anything, which is kind of annoying and everyone was super far back, but everyone was super safe. Like they all were seated um, like six feet apart in different rows. Um, we couldn't <clears throat> meet anyone. We could also only go up to a certain yeah, point we on the stage. We had to be like 25 feet away from the audience, like at all times. Okay. And there was like literally a line on the stage that we like couldn't cross. <laughs> yeah. That's how all live events that are going on, like uh, 
uh, sports events too. You have to be 25 feet. If you have fans that, if you look at the games, all the beginning seats are all covered by tarps because mm-hmm. you need 25 feet and yet they're still all getting COVID. So mm-hmm. not doing something, right? <laughs> Did that uh, distance you had to do kind of change the way you guys felt while playing with for a crowd? Because it kind of distance you, you can't be super close up and reactions might feel different. Yeah, it was definitely, honestly, it felt a lot better than like doing virtual shows. Cause don't get me wrong. Those are really fun and we like doing those a lot, but it like when we do live shows, it really reminds us how much we love doing shows with other people and like how connected to an audience we like really truly feel Mm -hmm. um when there are actual people we can see and look at so i honestly even though it felt different it didn't feel bad and i don't feel like it negatively impacted our show just because we were so thrilled to be playing in front of actual people for the first time in a really long time um, but it did feel really weird because we couldn't do some of the crowd interactive things that make our show kind of fun like we usually do. Like I was going to like, I don't know, we usually have like water that we like throw on people sometimes, but we couldn't do that. I was going to well, say that's another, definitely a no right now. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> there was another time that um, before the show, I talked to a bunch of people in the crowd without Casey knowing and I said, you know, people normally jump during the first song. What you guys need to do is sit down and pretend you're rowing a canoe. <laughs> and they said, okay. So we start this high energy song, which just so happened to be sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next thing you know, there's like a whole room of kids like sitting down, like pretending to row. And Casey was like watching the whole thing. She was like, what the hell is going on? So I yeah, couldn't, we couldn't do stuff like that. <laughs> I also couldn't do, I do like the 311 miss during mm-hmm. uh, one of our other songs and I couldn't do that because germs and everything. Up yep. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they usually make the show. <laughs> I love spitting up in the air. <laughs> That's unfortunate that people just can't sit there and get drenched in your spit but <laughs> i know you got to make sacrifices like the rest I'll of our show so i can spit on you <laughs> <laughs> sounds appetizing so we already <laughs> talked about it. it was already brought up so you were on our second episode of offstage and that was what three years ago now i think yeah that was a long time ago a long almost time ago yeah yeah how do you feel you've grown and changed as an artist since then well, I mean, the whole name change. Yeah. Um, we have a permanent basis now, our day. <laughs> um, perm on that. Yeah, he literally got a perm for us, so I think he's permanent. Wow. Perm. That's officially That's part this of the band. This volume now. isn't natural. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that make, I think that's in contract. Once you get a perm. You're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was the deal. If you're the face, the head, I've got to be in the band at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how else do you think you've grown? Um, I don't want to die as much anymore. Well, I honestly, our music too, like we had like two songs. We went from back burner and too late to like sugarcoat. Yeah. We had, <laughs> but we didn't have like any music at all. And it was all like, 
it was literally the first music that I had ever written. Like it was my first three songs. And I remember the song that you featured on Offstage was Gaslight. And that was yes. literally the third, like the, it was the third ever song that I'd like ever written. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I've, I have like tons <laughs> and we're releasing an EP that we actually like had a huge hand on producing ourselves mm-hmm. um, instead of like hiring session people. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And um, we actually feel like we know our music now. I do want to say you said that like Sugarcoat, but I don't think anybody outside this Zoom call knows what Sugarcoat is, correct? Because yeah, a few people this. might actually. A few people yeah, might. Yeah, a few people might. Yeah, uh, okay. Our drummer. Yeah, yeah, that's a, um, that's a song. <laughs> kind of going off that last question, um, you know, I've had the experience of working with uh, Mr. Schnabel over here for a couple of years as well. What has it been like in your experience? And remember, you're under oath. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no, just yeah. What's it like been working with Chris in the past, especially with the past off stage? I'll close my I'll, I'll cover my ears mm-hmm. guys okay well we it was so awesome we've actually worked with them like more than on just off stage yeah. like we shot a music video for one of our old songs break mine mm-hmm. um that's an old one that's not on ep um so if that shows you how long we've really been working with chris yeah. um and we also shot like a video shoot with him um just for some like more behind the scenes kind of pitching to like business people mm-hmm. and music. <laughs> um, so yeah, we obviously like working with them. He always brings <laughs> a super like lighthearted approach to everything. So it makes working with him super easy. Mm-hmm. Like not like, like a, a lot of other people will like, you see them come in and you're like, oh damn, like this is a person that's like, I need to like be a hundred percent professional around, and you see, and then you see, me, I'm yeah, like, Chris nah. doesn't give that. Not, saying, not saying that you don't have, that you can't be professional, like, but like with Chris, it's like easier to like let your guard down and like actually be you because he sure. doesn't like hold anything like against you, which is really nice. So to reiterate, we absolutely hate him. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chris, you can unmute yourself now. Yeah. They said they hated you. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I think I'm going to bring more people on that I've worked with and just have them compliment me. Exactly. It's just be a compliment session. Show from now on. I'm going to find like just one like, person yeah. that did not <laughs> like working with you and bring them on for like an expose. It was terrible. <laughs> now, people have to realize when you're working with other people, if you're super buttoned up and you're very strict, they're first of all, first of all, when we shot a documentary, you can't do that because then nope. you guys won't be you know you and that's what you want to see but anything you know why would you mm-hmm. want to do that that's for anybody that's looking to shoot video if anybody's looking to do that so obviously with um covid going on you can't really plan any tours or anything like that but how have you been doing live shows for fans other than the one live show that you've actually done like other things like uh dry have you been doing like drive-ins or online sessions stuff like that so we've actually, um, we had a series for a while that we're going to start back up soon once we're all moved in and we have a place to actually <laughs> live stream from. Um, we used to do things called Pity Party Wednesdays where we had like pity parties with people and we just played music. Um, we played games. We played like Would You Rather. 
because we wanted it to be like party vibes. We also played Would You Rather. And then the next week we played Would You Rather. Well, we did do like, <laughs> well, we're basic and we're also 18, 19. So like, that's all we really know how to do. Um, but we, um, I don't know, we, we just really hang out with the people there and try to make it a good vibe complaining session. <laughs> and you do that with other artists, correct? Yeah, yeah. we feature um, another band usually every week. We had a um, lot of really cool people on there. Yeah. What's the so, most fun about having other people, like collabing with other people on something like that? Well, it really brings two fan bases together. So like, I don't know, like the business part of me is like, hey, like we're making new fans, both sides of us. But like the cool part is that we're actually making like friends with people because like mm. we're like actually getting to interact with people that we normally wouldn't be able to because like sometimes I don't know like some of these bands are really far away like some are from New York or from the west coast and we wouldn't normally be able to hang out with them or their fans so now we're um getting to do that and it's cool awesome so you guys were finalists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame High School Rock Off. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. You want to take this one? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you got it. So we we went out to Cleveland. It was, what, December of two years ago? January. January of two years ago. It was cold whenever we went. Well, it's um, Cleveland, so that yeah. could be any time in the, the entire year. And that plays into the the first round that we were in because um, not a lot of people, like one of the bands I think actually didn't end up making it um, that first round because of like the weather and stuff. But like we were on stage playing and meanwhile outside there was like a blizzard happening. Um, so that was really interesting and bringing gear back out to the car and stuff like like I was still sweaty, so like my hair like literally froze, like literally froze. Um, we were driving through like a solid foot of snow on the highway to get back to our Airbnb. But like, other than that, like we met some really awesome people there. Um, like- We got to go back a second time. Yeah. Because we made it to the finals, which was pretty sick. Honestly, just playing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was awesome. Yeah, it was. We met some really awesome people that we're still really good friends with to this day. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, one of people, our guests, uh, two, some, of our two guests. of our guests, we had, um, they were bands that we met through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm -hmm. on Pity Party Wednesdays. Um, it was First to Eleven and Katie from Excuse the Interruption. And um, they live in Pennsylvania and we normally wouldn't have done a show with them or anything unless we like drove all the way out there which is obviously a lot harder than having a live stream so yeah it's pretty cool do you ever think about collabing with any of these bands in any type of way other than shows like doing music together to. or something like that yeah i'd love to honestly i'm just so in the mood to collaborate with anyone right now we haven't been writing because we've been moving but <laughs> I know, I know RJ and I have talked about collabing with like Black Bear or something. So yeah, because that that's, that's realistic so right now. So Black Bear, if you're listening oh. to this by chance. <laughs> well, they are. Hit us up. They <laughs> 100% are listening. Close Air personal friends to the podcast. Please get up in this. <laughs> 
So through all of COVID, what would you say the toughest part has been musically? Not not personally, because there's a lot of tough parts. Yeah, honestly, we had a lot of plans that <laughs> like, <laughs> Obviously, I mean, every, very big plans because everybody started laughing the second you said we had a lot of plans. Yeah, we. So we I'm were laughing because it's just frustrating and funny. It's at really this point. frustrating. Like our the show that we actually were able to do at the Bank Hampshire stage um, really gave us a taste of like it was bittersweet playing there because we loved being there and it was like just so fun to actually get out. Um, it was bittersweet because we like actually saw what we were supposed to be doing all summer and like what we'd been missing this entire time. Um, we were supposed to, when Imaginary Friends dropped, I was gonna go on a radio tour um, through the East Coast and come back. And then we were gonna hit the road as an opening act for um, In Consideration, not saying like anything was supposed to happen, but we were in consideration for um, like an arena tour and for like a couple um, like bigger artists. So to see all of those like go through was really sad. Um, but right now we're doing what we can because honestly everyone's in the same boat right now. Like no one can tour, no one can do anything. So it's not like, you know, it's not us. It's just more of like just COVID sucks. Um, and yeah. Moral yeah. of the story, wear your mask so we can play shows and spit on you. <laughs> yeah, <please. laughs> wear your mask so we can spit on you. <laughs> yeah. The banner for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the people that are coming out of this, like, uh, you know, that are actually, I wouldn't say being successful, but that are gaining a lot of uh, fans right now that are coming out of this are the people that are being creative and figuring out how to uh, get not only get fans but keep them interactive mm -hmm. and some bands that I've talked to have said that this actually has gotten them closer with some fan bases do you think this has gotten closer with your fan base I definitely think so because I recognize a lot of people on social media now um, whereas like I just saw like profiles but I couldn't like match their faces but like now I actually like I'm talking to people a lot more than I did um, bring them on live streams yeah. and like asking them questions and um, like having them like ask us questions. So now there's a lot of like fans that know like personal information. I honestly, I honestly think like everyone's bored too. So like the people who are <laughs> tuning into our live streams, like they're actually interacting with us too, which is really cool. And um it's just really fun being able to talk to people. And like, that's been one of the good parts is that like, I feel like, like connecting with people because everyone's going through the same thing. Like that's a very rare thing that everyone's going through at mm -hmm. the same thing all at the same time, mm -hmm. but also like being able to have this time to be as creative as we want to be. So like everyone's just part of this big universal suck fest at the moment. So making it less sucky with each other is definitely the way to be going right now and mm -hmm. it's that's why we love doing pity parties so much because it brought us closer to again not only the people that tuned in to watch us but also the artists and their fans that tuned in when they saw that that artist was going to be with us and it's really brought us closer to a lot of people that we probably wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise which is really really cool mm -hmm. 
For sure. Um, going a little bit back to your EP that's coming out. So Imaginary Friends is your most viewed video now on YouTube. How have you guys felt about that reception? Um, that's pretty wild because what? How many views is it at right now? I have no idea. Uh, 24,000. That's crazy. Okay. So, <laughs> that's wild. But <laughs> honestly, it's super cool. Because we that was a video that um, RJ and I edited like mostly like 90 95% mm -hmm. I say so yeah yeah so like we it was RJ and I um, and like it was an idea that I had like previously that like I wanted to see like happen and it actually happened <laughs> and we managed to pull it off like through COVID and everything mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see like what I've had in my brain, like for visuals for this video, like literally since I wrote the song, like one or two years before, um, it was cool to see it like all be brought to life. Um, and in such a personal way where RJ and I like really edited all of it ourselves. <laughs> So when you it was were a cool it, tag team like collaborative effort too. For mm -hmm. sure, editing it together was it, was there this distance between where you're in? Uh, you guys have you know hundreds of miles between each other, doing it online or something like that. Yes and no. RJ yeah. was actually here for some of it. Okay. So like the heavy lifting we did like in like next to each other like on the Apple computer like you know. We were like, okay, so we're going to be stuck together for like this week and I, we're not going anywhere else, you know, like we're at the computer, or we're like in our respective homes and places keeping things safe. So it was very like, it was like, oh, we're just a week straight of like fine tuning. And then uh, we did some editing over, uh, over Zoom, a lot of we lens flare. Like six hours straight. I mean, that's not a lot for people who like, I'm sure edit videos. <laughs> but like for people like me who like, that's like, I don't have any really previous experience and just more of like me editing TikToks and stuff <laughs> like that. Like that's a lot. Like we spent a lot of time, like literally at my kitchen table doing <laughs> quite Backing a bit. up two seconds and making sure like the cut's perfect and like yeah. the scarf is wiping the right way. Yeah. <laughs> and I have ADD, so it's like I had to get kicked out of the house for most of the editing editing process because I was like so distracting in case he was like leave. Just get out. <laughs> Couldn't handle you just like watching over. Yeah. You know it's funny, we just interviewed um a gamer the other day that puts out probably like a video a day. And one of the questions is, do you outsource your your video stuff? And he does it all in-house. And it surprises me how many like this guy's a very, very big streamer. So it was very surprising to hear that. And the more I think about it, I'm like, wow, a lot of people keep it in house to, yeah. to do the editing and stuff. But it's just the storytelling. You know, you you have the story in your head. You want to tell it the way you want it to be told. And that's why you keep it in house. So RJ, you, do you work on video stuff as well? Like, is that why you're part of the editing or did you just want to help out? Uh, so uh, previously, like, especially throughout college, I did a lot of like, um, low budget camera work and like a lot of like music video editing and stuff for like friends um you know just around campus and stuff and i kind of took that a little hard and like went on linda courses and did some online certificates and kind of that's been like one of my like side passions is video editing and like a little bit of cinematography 
So it was more of just like an opportunity to like work with the band and kind of like get closer with everybody while also putting like my own a little bit of like personal touch into things. So kind of, how did you guys meet? How did uh, you connect with the band? Ooh, so it goes back. Yeah, you want to start, Casey? <laughs> so when I was like 11, 12, um, RJ is actually from um, New Hampshire. Like he yeah. lives like the town, nice. or he grew up in the town like next to mine. Um, and I don't know how we met, but he was actually who the one who taught me how to play guitar when I was like 12. Um, and then he went away to college. Yeah, well, huh? I think you're coming into one of my old groups. Uh, we were you were opening for us for like the first time, and you needed accompaniment. Wow. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. A collab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the collabs coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're down in Brooklyn for uh, for school. Uh, so for school, I actually was in Orlando, Florida. I went to a uh, full sale um, okay. for audio engineering and recording and stuff, okay. and got my hide tanned there quite a bit, but I made it out. And uh, Brooklyn was kind of like the next step because it's kind of where the internships were bringing me at that point. So, you know, I did I did um, a little bit of like personal work. And then right before COVID, I had actually just finished up like my first like real internship. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we're here today. Not much is happening. <laughs> now, now here we are. Grenin. Life is Grenin. So what's going on? With uh, you two, with the headbands, is that the new style for the band? Oh, honestly, with the bandana, I am wearing it because I haven't washed my hair in a long time. <laughs> I was lazy when I woke up this morning yeah. and didn't Thank feel you. like showering, so it's, I just threw it's it. It's the a... lazy like rock star. Honestly, <laughs> kids with your long hair. I put it in a messy bun too, but like. Yeah, Nick's hair is long enough at this point. Yeah, my hair is long enough to do a messy bun at this point. Honestly, like, with the bandana too, the buns kind of fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. Go for the whole look. Mm -hmm. Go for the Dude, whole look. I'm, I'm literally yeah, in my pajamas right now. And I was just lazy. Like, I'm not brushing my hair. These are my my Mario pants. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm actually dressed. Like, yeah, Nick's I'm presentable. actually dressed. Like, I have my, Professional. I have my jeans on. <laughs> I have one of my favorite rings on. Because Salem, Massachusetts, um, <laughs> and the reason I wore like bandanas and stuff like when my hair started getting longer is because someone told me I can't remember who it was, but someone told me that with the long hair and the bandana that it reminded them of a young Harry Styles, and I thought that was just the coolest thing ever. And I'm in love with Harry Styles, mm -hmm. so the, like the look Casey gave you when you said that. Who <laughs> told you that? I can't remember. It was someone at work. Well, if someone's <laughs> telling you you're rocking Harry Styles vibes, you got to go for the vibes. You just gotta yeah, honestly, <laughs> like he's so confident and he's so cute, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> the dude there, Nick. <laughs> So what do you guys think the future of the band looks like right now? I know the outlook's kind of hard to predict with not knowing what's going on anywhere, but uh, what do you guys think the outlook of the future is going to be? Well, we're going to release more music. Um, really just try to be creative and interact with people. And there are many ways to do that, not just talking to people face to face. Obviously, that's our favorite way. Um, <laughs> and when we can tour again, we'll tour. And we just really want to make music and 
talk to people. <laughs> That's really all we want to do. <laughs> I just want to play guitar and spit on people. <laughs> yeah. That'll maybe happen someday in Europe. In Europe, <laughs> yeah. The European spitting on people is going to happen in Europe. Oh, oh yeah. You your tour, your tour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a part of the tour, Chris. Yeah, just, yeah. We'll just tour everywhere except for the U.S. because... Yikes. Yes. <laughs> we get one, it. One spit take in every country, Nick. Yes. Oh, that's, that's your passport stamp right there. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you say we'll do everywhere but the U.S. And if you look back at music, every single artist has done that they do the u.s for a little bit and then they go over they go over to europe and they just tour there for the rest of their career legit yeah. every big artist has ever done that so you're on the right path with that thought following the rock gods of old yeah following the rock gods of old. it's not even rock it's literally yeah, everyone. just everybody like, i bet you oh, comedians yeah. even do it they're like ah screw america get out of here so you guys have the new single sick coming out november 13th that's gonna be out everywhere apple music spotify title yeah. So there's no excuse to not listen no to it. Exactly. Not to listen. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere you can find it. Where can people find you if they want to look up, hey, where can I find this band? Where can they find you? Literally anywhere. <laughs> um, you just look up Grenin on Spotify or iTunes or anywhere you listen to music. Um, and then at Grenin the Band on um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, anywhere. Twitter, wherever. We're there. Here's a little known fact. Did you know iTunes doesn't exist anymore? It's just Apple it's Music. It's Apple Music. That's yeah. so weird. I'm so, so used weird. to saying iTunes. Yeah. I I was looking for it uh, about, I don't know, a couple months ago, and it doesn't exist anymore. It's just Apple Music now. See, it's I haven't upgraded, iTunes. so I still have the iTunes icon. It works. It opens Apple Music, but the icon still exists. <laughs> That's how the, I don't, why not, why change it? Like, I don't get why they change it. It's I guess iTunes, Apple Music's a little not, flashier, a little more Like, I get it, they get rid of the store, but like, the iTunes itself, come on, come on. That's, that's historic. It's that's, historic. Yeah. Maybe it's Everybody, too historic. Maybe, maybe people were getting tired of iTunes. Bring back LimeWire, too, while you're at it. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Guys, thank you now for joining us. We appreciate you coming on. You can find them anywhere. Just look up Grennan. Sick comes out soon. 13th make sure you're looking out for that you can find that everywhere as well thank you again for joining us good to see you guys oh yeah for having us. Us.